At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. So if you guys listen to the podcast on a regular basis or follow anything I do on social media, you know I'm a fan of technology. And I preach embracing technology because it's going to pass you by and you don't want to be left in the dust. But there's a lot of technology out there. There's a ton of it. Okay, a lot of it eh, it's doesn't really help. Not so much. A lot of it's good. A lot of it's excellent. So we're going to talk about an excellent technology that's available right now today on the podcast. We got Aaron Salo from XOI Technologies. And listen, I asked Aaron, I said, am I pronouncing your name right? Your last name? And he told me I wasn't. (laughs) So in my head, for all these weeks, I was saying it wrong. Sorry, Aaron. (laughs) We have Aaron Salo on the podcast. XOI Technologies, we're going to talk about their vision platform, which is incredible. You may have seen videos I've posted on it with the remote tech and the tech on site doing some communication back and forth and resolving an issue. There's more to it than that, a lot more to it. And we're going to find out about something that's in the works, that's going to push documents directly to you automatically it's very cool so you got to pay attention and listen to that because listen i i'm going to be a a giant fan of this feature because i'm on google all the time searching stuff so technology we need to embrace it because it's the now it's the future don't let it pass you by aaron's coming up on the podcast to talk about the the vision platform from xoi technologies it's a good one. It's going to blow your mind. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Okay, head beatings for you guys from me regarding the sponsors. And the head beatings are necessary because my sponsors support this project of HVAC Know It All. And without them, the project and the platforms probably wouldn't exist the way they do. And I get overwhelmed thinking about all the different platforms that I manage. Instagram, Facebook, a Facebook group, YouTube, HVACKNOWITALL.COM, the podcast, um, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm experimenting with TikTok. So there's there's all kinds of stuff going on and it's daily work. Okay. Um, so thank you to the sponsors. So head beatings to you guys about their products, their news, about their tools. And the first one I got to shout out is Danfoss. is Danfoss Refrigerant Week. From the 20th or the 16th to the 20th of September is all about refrigerant conversions. Okay, I'll leave the uh, the link, the landing page link in the podcast summary and there's all kinds of webinars that you guys can check out regarding refrigerant conversions. Cool Game 3, which you got to play on a computer. You can't play it on mobile. mobile. You got to play it on a computer. I played, didn't do very well at. 
Okay, and Cool Game 3 is all about the conversion of 404A. So, I found out that I didn't know much about that subject whatsoever. So check that out, guys. Dan Foss, Refrigerant Week. The link will be in the podcast summary. Another one I got to beat over your head is a platform that's helping businesses stay organized. And it's at the top of their game when it comes to that. And that's House Call Pro. Dispatching, invoicing, communication with the customer to let them know when you're arriving. All done through a mobile device from the, by the technician and the dispatcher from a computer in the office. I've done the demo. It's very easy stuff. Very straightforward. There's also a landing page for that. Housecallpro.com forward slash HVAC know it all. So you're looking to take your business into the future. This is kind of the way to do it. So next, I'm going to give you a tech tip. A tech tip about Viper Wet Rag. Viper Wet Rag is heat blocking putty that you put around valves. I use it on um, filter dryers too to protect the paint from from torching up. So people message me from time to time saying, hey, I can't get this stuff to stick on a vertical valve on the underside just falls off. Well, here's a tech tip for you. Take a handful of it that you're going to use and start kneading it in your hand, like squeezing it. And what, what's that, what that's doing is squeezing out all the air bubbles and you can hear them popping and crackling as you're doing it in your hand. Very, very slight, but you can, you can kind of feel it and hear it. Once you do that, once you get all those air bubbles out, if it sticks together a bit better and I just made a video actually today. I sat my my GoPro down in the unit, pulled some wet rag out, kneaded it in my hand, squeezed it, and then put it on the underside of a filter dryer and it stuck no problem. So that video will be published sometime soon. And you can see that. So it does stick. You just got to give it a little bit of TLC first. And guys, so... Viper wet rags available at True Tech Tools. And True Tech Tools save 8% on most things in the store. You can't save 8% on Fluke, Fleer, or Testo. But the good news is, is I have a Testo link. If you guys want to save on Testo products, you just got to sign up. They got to validate you. And when you sign into your True Tech Tools account, you actually will see lower pricing of Testo products than you would if you just went to the site and checked it out. So if you guys want that link, Message me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. And you can also email me at gary at hvacknowitall.com. Aaron, how's it going today, my man? Having a great day. It's a hot one here in Nashville, Tennessee. How are you, Gary? I'm good. I'm actually sitting outside my job site. I just finished everything I had to do for the day. I'm in a downtown core. So if you hear... Um, like honking and sirens and <laughs> maybe, maybe the maybe the odd uh person knocking on my window <laughs> and yeah you, you know why so uh what kind of temperatures you see in today 96 and still really hot i don't think after labor day it cooled down much for us which is is great for our customers in nashville um not so comfortable to walk outside in but that's all good um i'll give you the i'll give you the um 
the same context for where we are. So we're in a marathon village close to downtown Nashville, and it's actually an old automobile plant, and lots of tourists come by. So if you hear a bachelorette party or someone screaming outside, that's that's not our office. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, at least at least it provides entertainment value for during the day when you're working. Right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's good people watching for sure. Awesome. So. We, we want to get this conversation done because you guys have developed something that's pretty cool and pretty unique to the industry. And, and I think it's, I mean, presently it's very cool, but I think going forward into the future, it's going to be like, it's, it's going to be the way people in the trades and service industry are going to do kind of sort of peer to peer tech support. So, um, XOI Technologies is the name of the company, but the, the platform that we're going to speak about is called Vision, correct? That's right. Okay, awesome. So just to set up the conversation, and I always do this with new guests, is I just kind of get their background, who they are, and, and kind of what they're up to, and, and then we go from there in, into what the meat and potatoes of the conversation is going to be. So like, what, what is your background? How did you get into um, creating XOI Technologies? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you probably noticed a lack of a southern accent, so I probably should tell you where I'm really from. That's why I usually get people go, "Oh, Nashville." So where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually I'm actually from Michigan, nice. um, and grew up grew up as uh, as blue collar as any Michigan kid should. Um, just working, you know, working on my grandparents' farm and working within my family's manufacturing company, and and just uh, learning how to, you know work with your hands and taking pride in that from a young age. And I always kind of start the, the genesis of how this came from that, that position, because I was raised in a way that, that that was always given a high level of pride. Working with your hands is something you should be proud of. And, and so whether it was helping my grandparents on their farm or, or my dad and his company, or really just, you know, working outside, um, you know, being a little sore at the end of the day was always kind of mar- a marker of pride. And, and so at a young age, I remember talking to my dad and, and uh, I'm saying, Hey, if you can run these screw machines in the factory as fast as these other guys, I'll pay you seven bucks an hour too. And seven bucks an hour at, you know, 15 years old is, the gold mine. So I was like, I can do this. Uh, these machines are wildly unsafe. <laughs> the OSHA would not be, uh, would be happy to see anyone run these machines today. But, you know, 20 years ago, uh, this was uh, an opportunity for me to, to, to earn a living and so and pay off some stuff and buy my first car. So I you know, started working in the factory and, and um, really had an appreciation for what that meant, what hard work looked like and what 10, 12 hour days sweating all day felt like. And, you know, it's interesting that that uh, mindset kind of followed me throughout my career. So as I started work and even as I was, you know, initially going to school, my spring breaks and Christmas breaks and summers were spent in factories and working. Uh, I didn't get a lot of those Cancun trips. A lot of other kids did. Uh, instead, just came back to earn money. So it was really embedded in my DNA. And my career kind of took the, the same path. And so, you know, as an entrepreneur in the manufacturing space myself and as an employee in the construction business, really learned that that uh, these trades continue to be a place where professional pride and being and being confident in what you do every day is really valued and uh, also that there was a massive skilled trades gap. Uh, so my experience as an entrepreneur and, and as an employee for a construction business showed me that less and less young people were raised the way I was raised uh, to really value hard work. Um, they're raised to go get degrees no matter what. 
And so I make the joke, you know, people are, are going to get that Brit Lit degree. Uh, no offense to any Brit Lit people out there, but uh, then they're working at Starbucks with $160,000 in debt. And, and we really have a, a mindset that, that needs to be shift, that's shifted, you know? And so I think that, uh, that experience and having those own struggles, uh, through, you know, entrepreneurship and, and, uh, running a, you know, a clean room division for a construction business really gave me an appreciation for that and understanding that we need to do something about it. And, and so we started XOI with that lighthouse. Uh, really was how do we use technology to solve the skilled trades gap? And that lighthouse or that vision of our business uh, has never changed, but we found a lot of other value propositions along the way. And whether customer transparency, whether it's, you know, sales enablement, uh, technician efficiency, things like that uh, throughout that process. But it's really uh, who we are. And so the fact that our company is, is an, in an old automotive manufacturing facility, the fact that we have a lot of former technicians on our staff that, you know, a couple of guys that, that founded the company with me are all manufacturing construction guys is not by accident. Um, you know, we are what we preach and talk about. And we came from the field. We came from the factory. So um, when we think about the genesis of the business, um, if we were trying to sell something into healthcare or, uh, you know, uh, oil and gas, we wouldn't be the right team because uh, I really feel like that genuine kind of ethos is, is what's got us here today. So that's the start of XOI, and that's why we started decided to start the company about six years ago. That, that's very cool. And and the fact that you were uh, bred into the hardworking kind of industrial atmosphere, and, and now you're, you're shifting gears, and now you're trying to help that that industry out a little bit by using technology because let, let's face it. I mean, technology is going to come whether we like it or not. So embracing it is probably in our best interest because otherwise it's going to pass us by. And it's very cool that yourself and your team comes from that background. So moving on to like the vision platform. So I think, sure. I think we need to kind of put out there what vision is first of all, mm -hmm. and, and how it works and then we can go on to some of the features and, and ways it can help technicians in the field. Sure. Yeah, I think it's always helpful to kind of think about the current technology ecosystem in, in field service, specifically mechanical, electrical, plumbing. Uh, your listeners and yourself, I know, are familiar with a lot of the field service management companies that are out there. Uh, residential side, you got a lot of service titan, field edge. Uh, you know, House Call Pro on the commercial side, you've got the key to acts, Davis Ware, Data Basics, Jonas, Astia. There's actually over 300 of these field service management solutions in North America alone. So highly fragmented space. But the really interesting thing about that is that these field service management solutions tend to wake up with the technician and give them their first ticket or dispatch, give them maybe GPS information, information about the site, you know, a variety of different pieces of information to get them to the job site. And a lot of times that technology is kind of either literally or figuratively put on the dash of a truck or van before they go do, they go do the thing they're actually paid to do. Mm -hmm. And then they pick that technology back up at the end uh, and they, and they fill out whatever they need to fill out, chicken scratch information, make model serial numbers, notes, you know, get a customer signature on the res side, whatever that case may be. That gap is really where vision sits. It's a time in which the, the technician needs to communicate with the office and the variety of stakeholders in the office, whether it's sales, safety, their boss, you know, the accounts payable lady for receipts, whatever the case may be, the customer, 
and ultimately also get the information they need to do their job well every single time. And so when you think about vision, I think it's helpful to think about the technician's typical day and the fact that there's very few technology solutions built for that portion of their day, which is really interesting as we looked at this industry because we said, well, that's that's when the real work gets done, right? That's where the line of logic and, and the critical thought happens, you know, for every technician. So how do we, how do we allow them to communicate better and more effectively? Um, within that gap in time, you kind of can break down vision into three C's, capture, coach, and collaborate. Capture is a piece that allows the technician to capture photo and video content across the workflow. And so these workflows are completely customizable and they can capture information like data plates. Take a picture of a data plate. Our system will extract, make, model, and serial number from that photo. So no more a technician having to, you know, get harassed by their boss saying, hey, you didn't get that asset information you forgot or you wrote it down wrong. Now I don't have good information about those assets. Just take a picture. Uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of those being OCR'd in our system every month. So can I ask and a question? So I, I just want to yeah, jump yeah, in yeah, and yeah. ask a question. So we take a picture of a nameplate and it kind of catalogs it, right? So let's yeah. say technician A goes out, he takes a picture of, of, of the data plate and then solves the problem. But six months later, there's another issue with that same machine. Technician B goes out, takes a picture of the data plate. Does it now recognize that old data, that data plate from the past job and retrieve information of what the last tech did? So it, it doesn't do that today in okay. terms of actually a picture surfacing that information. But if that technician, that technician B were to start typing in the serial number into our system, it would surface every single job that ever been performed on that particular piece of equipment, okay. every yeah, piece yeah. of photo and video content. So just a little bit different uh, delivery method. Yep. Um, but it's, it's a really interesting point you make because we've got something in prototype right now uh, that I think – uh, your listeners would find interesting is we actually have something called, we're just calling internally doc push. Uh, and so effectively what this is, is when a tech takes a picture of a nameplate, we're going to automatically within a matter of minutes, text message that technician, the manual, the wiring diagram and relevant training video content for that unit to their phone. That's very cool. So all they need to do is take a picture and that shows up. Um, talking to hundreds and thousands at this point that a technician using our, our technology to date has found that they're constantly going to Google, they're calling their supervisor, they're calling a distributor, they're trying to get a hold of factory. Sometimes it's on their website, sometimes it's not. They're spending a lot of valuable time trying to find a manual wiring diagram IOM, and we can just push that to them automatically. Oh, so I, I do we're this kind of moving con- I away this from cons- that. I do this constantly. <laughs> right, right. I do it constantly. So, <laughs> So that's, that's ex- I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly how we think uh, the future of, of, you know, kind of OCR technology is. Awesome. Uh, but there's a variety of different things within Capture, but that's that's one example okay. of how we can work with it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Um, it, the second uh, the second piece is coach, which is the knowledge base. So okay. that's kind of what I alluded to before. And then collaborate the live video side. So see what you see, hear what you hear, kind of talk with you about it in real time. Um, we just had a great story. A, a guy who um, was one of our customers in Atlanta, he was 73 years old, uh, and, and almost a really unfortunate story. He was on a rooftop, slipped off a machine platform, rolled off, almost rolled off the roof, rolled across the roof, almost rolled off. Uh, it was like a 27-story building. 
uh, why is a 73-year-old on a 27-story building? Because he had to be, right? He was working on something that no one had ever seen before. I think this, if anything, doesn't exemplify the skilled trades problem. It's, it's this, right? And, um, and he is now using our system to take live calls from his couch at home. Uh, because his doctor said, you can't go on the roof anymore. And he said, yeah, but I've got 50 years of experience. How do I, how do I help my company and keep my mind fresh? And it's one of my favorite stories. So when we think about collaborate, those are the kind of things that we're seeing happening with a tool like this. And then we're recording all those interactions and storing them in a knowledge base as well. So now people can watch Bill is his name, kind of have these interactions with folks, uh, and hopefully uh, learn from those as well. It's, it's funny because the, the story that you just told, I asked a question similar to this. So I have a, a, a private Facebook group. I mean, you can be accepted. All you got to do is ask to, to join and answer a couple of questions. But there's like 25,000 people in that group. And I asked the question, if you could have a job where you could take a laptop anywhere in the world and sit, open your laptop at eight in the morning with your coffee and just help technicians out on job sites from your knowledge in your brain, would you be all over that? And I'd say about 75% of the people said, yes, like definitely I'd be all over that. So, I mean, what you just described there is kind of along the lines of that question I asked. So, I mean, there is, there is a lot of interest in, in technicians that are getting older, uh, their bodies breaking down, or maybe they just, they just want to get off the tools and off the road to do something like this. Yeah. Well, we're, we're hiring two to three of them right now. So people that are interested in moving to Nashville, uh, I'm hiring for exactly that. So, uh, we actually are looking to, um, support, uh, a virtual service center for some of our smaller customers that maybe can't support their own. Mm-hmm. Not every, not every HVAC company can, uh, can, you know, have a staff of two or three people sitting in an air conditioned office to do that kind of thing. You know, they're a small business. So the ability to be able to, to kind of help smaller customers do that as part of our initiative over the next, uh, 12 months. And we're actually hiring into those roles right now. Um, it's really interesting you mentioned that survey because I was, I like to instigate a little, a little reaction from the old timers. I did the same thing when I was running machines as a 15 year old, but this time there's a purpose behind it. And I sat down with a few older guys and I said, Hey, you know, the thing that you developed over the last few decades, guys, are not your hands. Your hands aren't special. And it kind of looked at me like, excuse me, boy, you know, kind of thing. And I said, it's your brain, yeah. right? You can have a 22 year old go out there and if they have a good mechanical aptitude, it's your, your brain is what you developed. And I think what you're seeing in that survey response in that Facebook group is a representation of that, right? Exactly. Like they, they, this whole generation of people, the only way they know how to make money is to, is to go out there and work with their hands. And, and we want to change that. We feel like there's an opportunity to, to go send out that 21 year old with a fresh back, uh, and, and, uh, have them climb, climb a ladder and go handle that stuff and have that expert on the other end. So. Yeah, that's awesome to hear and certainly what we've seen across the industry as well. Cool. So I, I do need to ask this question because a lot of people have asked me that. And I think I asked you guys this months and months ago before we kind of entered into the this this relationship that we have. And so how, how does this differ from like a tech picking up their phone and doing FaceTime or Facebook Messenger or whatever like that, because sure. you, you can talk live there. So how does it differ and what are the, the benefits of using vision rather than using FaceTime or, or Facebook Messenger type thing? Yeah, it's a great question. So we have done a couple things in, in terms of the actual live platform itself to make it fit 
a service business more effectively. And I'll hit on a couple of those things too, but then I'll also zoom out a little bit and talk about kind of usage and change management and those kind of things. But uh, a few of the things that we've done is, is some augmented reality tools. I think you've shown some of those off in the video you did and kind of the ability to, to kind of draw on the screen and have a richer interaction than a typical Facebook or FaceTime, excuse me, call. Um, in addition, we're recording that. So I think the thing that, that really sets it apart that's most dramatic is the fact that we're recording those interactions and we're surfacing them in the knowledge base for our customers. The reality is, even though it's awesome to have two people on a live video call and not have to travel or roll a second truck or a callback, the, the reality is you still have two salaries on the call, right? Yeah. And so if we're not recording that, we're not building an asset for our organization, we've got experts taking the same calls over and over and over again from different guys, mm-hmm. right? And so so I think a big piece is being able to, to, to record it. In addition, our technology listens to the whole conversation and we automatically tag it with keywords. So we get rid of all the and, us, and does, and we tag it with uh, thermal overload sensor, with heat exchanger, with TXV valve, with bad braze job, with pinhole signs of rust. Whatever someone's talking about that's relevant to the industry, we actually have a 10,000-word dictionary that listens for mechanical terms and tags that content automatically. So as you recall, we also take pictures of nameplates. So now we're pulling off make model serial number. We're pulling out relevant terms that are being said in these calls or recorded videos, and we're tagging as well. So not only building an asset for a company, but also helping it to self-identify. And that's where the machine learning that we do really comes in, is allowing this to be something a company can have long-term versus just a single-serving interaction, like a FaceTime call. Yeah, yeah. it's it, Yeah, in that video you're describing, it's like a, one tech on, on site, the other tech remote somewhere. And the remote yeah. tech is actually... I couldn't believe it. He's actually zooming in. He's um, turning on the, 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 the tech on site's light on his device that he's using and he's circling things. I mean, that, yeah. that, that, that blew my mind. I'm like, wow. And, and it blew a lot of, cause I, I posted that video at least two times on different uh, platforms. And a lot of people were like, wow, like that's, that's very cool. And I think it's so new to them. They just don't understand it fully yet. So yeah, I think this podcast is going to help because you're explaining a lot of this in detail. So, I mean, who, who can use this? Like is any trade that rolls trucks, like electricians, plumbers, HVAC techs, is that who it's designed for? Yeah, we really focus on mechanical electrical plumbing. We've been fortunate enough to, to work solely in that space. It's, it's plenty big enough, and uh, we certainly want to want to continue to roll things out from a product innovation perspective that meets folks in the mechanical electrical plumbing space's needs. Um, we said no to some big customers in other markets uh, just simply because we want to be the best in this industry, and uh, I want to know that when we innovate and, and, and push something like the DocuPush feature I was telling you about, that it's meaningful. You know, uh, if I was serving, um, you know, manufacturing and healthcare and you know, you name it in the field, um, you know, I'd be hitting 25% of my customer base with, with good new innovation in this space. And, and that's just a, not a good path for us to be the best in, in what we're doing. So we really want to be disciplined in that. I would say that, you know, the onus for that is that the men and women that do these jobs are often by themselves. And, you know, in other industries I mentioned, you're in a hospital, you might, you might have an expert down the hall or in a different floor if you're in a manufacturing facility, 
you know, in a different building or, you know, down the hall type of thing. In this industry, you guys are on an island, right? And, and a lot of times they're trying to figure things out, uh, that you just don't have access to good information because frankly, it's just been underserved by technology in a lot of ways. And just like that gap I described in the technician's day, you know, those are those opportunities for us to really provide some value. Mm-hmm. And and if I had this when I was an apprentice, it would have saved my rear end from being extremely stressed out because I had a really, and I've talked about this on my podcast tons and tons of times, I had a really hard-nosed boss that was always on, not just my ass, but everybody's ass. And if you called him and your ta- terminology was not right, um, he was just like, you could feel the tension over the phone. So I'd be talking to him yeah. like, uh, this red knobby thing and he just loses mind. But if I could turn my, turn my phone on and, and show him, he could explain to me what it is, tell me what it is. And there's been a few times where I was very, very close to solving the problem by myself, but I spent hours trying to figure it out. And then finally I'd call a tech, listen, I need help. They'd roll out, leave their job site, come to mine. Okay. And then within 10 minutes, know what the problem is. Uh, because I was almost there, but I wasn't quite there. So they left their site, left another customer hanging and had to drive to mine and then have to now drive back to their site afterwards where they could have just looked at the picture or looked at the video that I was showing them and said, Hey, that red wire there, it's supposed to go on that terminal or, or, you know what I mean? It would have been that because that's how simple it was when they arrived to the site. It was something so simple that could have been done over the phone if I was able to describe the situation properly. So this is where this platform really comes in um, big time. And what I did want to ask you was, because I know people are going to want to know the answer to this, what is the cost to to set this up for a company? Yeah, so we we actually, we used to be priced per user, uh, per seat, uh, per month, uh, typical to a lot of different kind of software as a service offerings. We shifted that about a year and a half ago to kind of a, based on the number of technicians in a particular business. Okay. So just to give you a sense of, of the cost for this system all in, it's really a flat rate for a company on a monthly basis. So if you've got zero to five technicians, it's $344 a month. Five to 10 is $687 a month. Uh, 10 to 25, you're at 1430 a month. And so what that does is just to give you a sense of kind of that range, what that does is gives an opportunity for a company to be able to, to use as many licenses for sales folks, for safety, for their back office administration. They can add more technicians during the term of our agreement and not have to pay any more for it. So it, it, we tried to price it in a way that made more sense for the organization than trying to say, wow, every time I add a new tech, I've got this additional monthly cost. I got to go eat, uh, which is, which is hard for folks. Um, the reason the numbers I gave you to, by the way, are very specific is we built them in kind of ROI that other shops were getting and other contractors were getting. So when we talk about 344, 687, 1430, those are really the results of math problems, meaning we looked at customers in that same size range and said, how many second truck rolls are you saving? How much new business are you earning as a result of showing along with a, a proposal of video? Uh, of why you're recommending that someone changes out a condenser because of a leak issue or whatever the case may be. Um, and we, we, we said, hey, look, most companies want to see at least a 6 to 8x return on their money. So for every dollar they spend on XOI, they want to see 6 to $8. Mm-hmm. And so what does the price point look like for that company to see that kind of return? And that's how we built our pricing model. So we really tried to align it 
that way versus saying every day you got Sally in the back office wants a license. It's another 60 bucks or 80 bucks or whatever the case may be. Uh, it also was limiting the ability to use this throughout an organization. So that's just an example of how we're priced and why. Cool. So the other question I was going to ask is the, the, sure. the support from you, from XOY, do you offer support uh, like round the clock or, or certain hours or anything like that, just in case there are difficulties or there are technical issues with, with the platform. Like I'm not saying there is, yeah. but if somebody says, Oh, I, I can't figure out how to use this today. Can you guys help me out? Is there, is there a backup there? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've, uh, we've invested a lot in customer support and customer success as well. So you know, a lot of those, when I mentioned former technicians or people that have been in the field have, have taken those jobs at, at our company. Um, they've been there, they've been sitting there trying to deal with something and, and I appreciate you saying <laughs> there's not issues, but it's software. The yeah. word perfect and, and technology should never be in the same sentence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the reality is the best businesses separate themselves on how they respond to those issues. Oh, and yeah. and I think anyone listening would would expect me to say this, but I think the proof is in the pudding, you know, with our customer base that we – we are all over our customers and taking care of their issues. In fact, I probably have had more customers say, Hey, your customer success managers are bothering me once a week, trying to get me to use different use cases and have new strategies for me. Just wait a second. It's summertime. And I always kind of chuckle go, you know, I'd much rather have that than you guys signed a contract and I haven't talked to you for a year. <laughs> you know, So uh, we really pride ourselves in that something we've been intentional about. Uh, there's just so many good use cases. I mean, people are using this for safety. We've, we've seen contractors reduce their insurance costs because of validating PPE, ladder placement, you know, validating lockout, tagout. There's just so many different things that when you can see and hear what's going on in, 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 in an industry that's inherently mysterious, right, because people are by themselves and people automatically distrust, there's just use cases. I mean, you can bowl the ocean. So. We're always trying to share those new use cases amongst amongst contractors and looking for new ways to derive value out of, of the system. Yeah, yeah, and, and I will argue that it, it does create a um, – for a technician that may not be prideful, the fact that he needs to go out and film his work now will actually – or I shouldn't say just he, but he or she needs to go out and film the, the work for for whoever is asking the customer needs it the office needs it because they want to they want to populate a a database of of yeah. history on the equipment it it's going to elevate their their work ethic on that specific unit because now they're being recorded so uh, owners that are listening you want to yeah. get your your <laughs> your technicians to put some more quality in their work then if they film it and have to take pictures of all of it then they're going to do that yeah. and and the the customer transparency thing is cool too because if it's videotaped and and there's photographs of of issues, a customer is going to have a harder time saying no to a repair when you show them yep. when you show them the proof that it, something needs to be done or else this could happen, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of contractors get in the he said she said game with a customer, right? Yeah, it's like, do. oh, you left screws on the side, or the panel was off, or it wasn't working when you left, or whatever the case may be. And it's interesting. We got a customer of ours in in um, Knoxville. And Tennessee, and they uh, they were averaging quite a few credits uh, every month because it just became a he said she said with the customer. They go, hey, fine, if we give you three hundred bucks off your bill, will you just pay it? It's like, yeah, fine, right? And they started documenting intro recap videos of every site, and and so they've got this documentation. They show the customer, go, hey, look, this is what it looked like when we arrived, and here's what it looked like when we left. 
they've reduced their credit uh, to from from over fifteen to under one a month on average over the last year mm-hmm. because they just document every site. The interesting thing for the tech too that I think is important to mention is to cover your ass. Yep. And I guarantee any tech, yourself, anyone else listening to this has been in those situations where customers are, are saying something happened that didn't happen and you're not able to prove otherwise, you know, and having a consistent documentation, that's that's for the technician as well, you yes, know, as much is. as the company. Yep. So. No, I, I agree with that because, I mean, I, I've been in situations where um, something happened and I had to go back and the, 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 the office is like, well, is that your fault? And I'm like, well, <laughs> no. <laughs> Right. that's my story and I'm sticking to it. But yeah, it, it could have been, it could have been a case where it wasn't and, and the video or, or, or photographs would have covered my ass, just like you were saying. So, um, um, so I noticed I've seen a couple videos where you were interacting with customers and that. So do you have like a tattooed sleeve on one of your arms there? Is that, is that... <laughs> I've got a few tattoos. Yeah, cool, for cool. sure. Well, the reason I ask you that is because somebody sent me, um, little birdie, I guess, sent me some, some fun questions to ask you. And, and they probably did. And, and I know that since you got that tattoo sleeve on your arm, you're probably pretty cool and pretty <laughs> relaxed. So I will, I will ask you these questions because I want to see how it goes. And maybe I'll implement questions like this in all my interviews because it provides entertainment value. So there's three of them, right? <laughs> First one is what's, what's your favorite curse word? Nah, see, uh, you don't have cursing on your podcast, right? Well, I mean, one, I, once in a ass. while, once in a while, I drop an f bomb. <laughs> I'm pretty sure two podcasts ago, I dropped. Like, I'm a fan of strategically pra- placed f bombs. I don't, I don't yeah. go around f this, f that. But if one needs to be no. said, I will say it. I don't care. It is, it is, it is the perfect curse word in my mind. But uh, just in case any uh, grandparents or parents are ever listening, I'll use another example of my favorite curse word from my grandmother, God rest her soul, uh, that also starts with an F, which is fiddlesticks. <laughs> that is an old-timey curse word right there. When she was mad, she you wish she wouldn't dream of saying the F word, uh, but she'd say, oh, fiddlesticks. It always made me laugh. So that's an homage to, uh, homage to Janice Thalo. So there that, you go. That's awesome. Okay, so <laughs> the next one is if you weren't in the profession you're in, what other profession do you think that you'd choose to to follow you know it's interesting i uh i i came down to nashville when i was i was 18 because i love live music and i would say that outside of blue collar industry which i am passionate about blue collar people and and what we do every day uh, i would say it'd be something to do with with music or live music whether it's a venue you know owning a venue and, and bringing people into it i just love the experience of a good rock band uh, good country, good true country band. Sorry, all you Florida Georgia Line people out there. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of thing I would love to love to do if it wasn't wasn't these industries. Yeah, yeah, you know, my actually, my wife has been bugging me to come down to to Nashville actually. And I, hey, I I seen um, I'm pretty sure it was you that said that the, the XOI Technologies office. You've always got some some whiskey and chicken on hand for anybody that stops in. So. So we've got, we've got, uh, Nashville's kind of known for hot chicken. And if anyone's ever been here, you've probably been to, you know, hopefully been to Prince's or Hattie B's or Bolton's. Those are kind of the three big ones. Um, and yeah, hot chicken is fantastic. And then also we've got some great, uh, bourbon and whiskey distilleries around here as well. In fact, we got one across the street at Marathon Village 
that I'm looking at right now from my office. Um, where they give free uh, free tasting. So yeah, we got plenty of both on hand. That's 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 awesome. Um, and then the last one. So I don't have one of these, but you probably have all three. Room, desk, or car? Which one would you clean first? <laughs> Gosh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this one on Ted and say bike. I would I would clean the motorcycle first ah, before I took it out. Motorcycle guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, definitely. Since I was eight years old, uh, I got an Indian Scout bobber that I roll around in. But I actually, interesting, I'm actually rebuilding uh, my very first motorcycle, which is a 79 Kawasaki KE100. Uh, my wife, you know, I have a little two-year-old son, and my wife was pregnant. She said, you know, I got to do these nesting projects and get the nursery ready and do this stuff around the house. I said, well, I need a nesting project, too. I called my dad up and I said, Hey, you still got that 79 Kawasaki of mine sitting in the barn? He said, Yeah. I said, I'm going to pay to ship it down here. So I got that thing running, uh, about a year ago. I just packed away at it for about a year and, uh, man, it's fun. <laughs> it's so fun. That little thing. So I told my wife, I said, uh, I'm going to get our son on it here when he's about eight or nine. She said 28 or 29. I said, Yeah. I don't know about that. We'll see. Maybe ten years old. We'll get him out there. Uh, so I'd cool. clean the bike first. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, that actually reminds me because I've recently become uh, an ATV enthusiast. I lo- I love going ATV and that. And my ATV needs a serious clean because last time we took it out, we went through mud puddles and all yeah. ki- all kinds of swampy stuff and sand. And th- there's some trails up where I uh, we go quite a bit to our our trailer park and we spend a lot of time there. But there's there's trails up in and around a place called Sable Beach. And there's all kinds. There's rocks, there's swamp, there's sand. There's so many different ones, and it, it's it's totally amazing. I love it. Ah, oh, dude. I had a my first quad when I was three and a half. Uh, and I love getting on ATVs, man. That's awesome. Come yeah. down whenever you want to go. Awesome. <laughs> if, there's, if, there's a tra- if there's a trail from Toronto to Nashville, I'm in. That's it. That's yeah. it. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, Aaron. So that's that. That wraps it up for our conversation. Um, and I really got to thank you for your time. And um, we're gonna do one more podcast, I think, in a few months, just to get some updates of what's happening. Yep. And um, and, and, and I think it'll be good. So moving forward, awesome. I'm I'm glad I I found you guys. And and uh, Greg Crumpton was the guy that that led me on to what you guys are doing. And as soon as I did a little bit of research on it, it took me a while. He sent me the um the info and I didn't read it for a few weeks and then I read it and I'm like, wow, this sounds really cool. And then it just kind of progressed from there. So I really got to thank you guys for what you're doing for the industry. Phenomenal stuff. Told you technology is here to stay. And XOI's vision platform is just another opportunity we have to create better techs around us by providing information. Okay. And communication. And the three C's that Aaron talked about that the vision platform utilizes and stands for. And the dock push, that feature, once we launch that, wow, that's going to take things to the next level. Very, very cool stuff. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. We need to get you back onto the podcast in a few months to get an update on how things are going and how many techs and companies that you've helped out along the way because I know you're going to help out a lot with this platform called Vision. Anyway, guys, in the summary of the podcast, I'm going to drop a link and you guys can go check it out because there is a free demo for 30 days and a $500 cash reward. 
Okay, if you sign up and you're if you sign up for the demo, your company likes it and you proceed full on with the platform, whoever signs up will get that $500 cash reward. Very 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 cool stuff, very enticing. So anyway, guys, check it out. I'm out. Happy HVACing.